0: Frameworks help us make sense of life. We use them every day when we drive through town or catch a subway, when we cook dinner, or we run through a pickup line, or when we problem solve or lay out a strategy. I want to introduce you to the most helpful and usable framework I have ever seen regarding the gospel going to work discussion. I call it the baseline and the blue sky framework. Now, the baseline is the notion that every worker doing any kind of work is universally tethered to certain mindsets and behaviors with no exceptions. It's the non-negotiable's bare minimum any worker of faith should embrace. The blue sky is the opposite. It represents the boundless horizon of what could be when I personalize the gospel to me personally and my calling and my particular work setting where I happen to work. It's me saying, I have this background and wiring, and I work in this company, not that one. And I might even work for an unbelieving boss or a really hard boss. And then I figure out the specific path of greatest impact. So as you watch this segment, ask, what makes any work gospel-minded work? And ask, how do we overlook the role work plays in honoring God? I would suggest that the baseline blue sky framework will help us with that. Let me start with you, Heather. Heather, like, would you say it's fair for, um, to assume that any Christian doing any kind of work, any person of faith in any work environment, is it fair to say that they ought to be able to carry their c- carry their faith or carry the gospel to work with them? I mean, is there anybody excluded from that, that assumption?
1: I would say um, no one's excluded, A- absolutely. I think we carry our faith into our workplace because it's such an integral part of who we are. Um, at least for me, it's such an integral part of who I am that even if I am not like overtly uh, talking about the gospel at work, I think that, that it should be demonstrated in my character and how I handle myself with people and the integrity that I use at work and all of that kind of thing. I think that, uh, that at least I would hope that, that people would be able to see something different about me because of my faith that I bring in with me.
2: It's interesting. I think if, if you think about faith, it impacts who you are. So anything you do is then going to be impacted by that. And hopefully the way it's impacted me is it's changed the way I interact with people. Even when I do it the wrong way, I then go back and say, my bad or whatever.
3: Your question earlier, you asked if, it, if you thought it was fair. I, I think it's more than fair. I think it's our responsibility to not only live out our faith in a way that's um, overt but also invert whether it's to your point using our character well i work in an environment where i deal with major gifts and a uh, donor intent is a very big deal it's very important uh, we could kind of skim the line and and cut corners and and, and make vague sort of gifts and, and responsibilities so on and so forth but i think when we are honest with uh, both our donors, and when we're honest in the environment that we live in, uh, that can can be a testament and a testimony to our faith.
2: Yeah. I think it's important for everybody to to have it show up, but it's it's strategic, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't walk into work and you go, "I'm, I'm here. I want everybody mm-hmm. know I got some faith," and y'all are all gonna be seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Christians showed up. Yeah, yeah. Right. The Christian
0: is <laughs> on the on the scene. Today. Yeah. So, right.
2: but. It's a part of who you are, so that just impacts, you know, how right. you do things and you're, you're, you're aware of that. So to not be aware of it, in my opinion, would be a mistake, like, like to, to have that responsibility.
0: Right. How important is me doing my work well to the demonstration of the gospel in a work setting, especially from the eyes of someone who has not, who's not experienced the gospel? How important is that
2: skill? Well, for me, I, when I decided that I'd had enough of my old life and, and, and God changed my life. I I went to you and many others and I said, Hey, what what do I need to do? I need to get in the ministry. I need to be a missionary. (laughs) And it was amazing to me for some, some real wisdom here that I was given. No, 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 no. You you're a sports guy. You're in the sports world. Do you know how many people you can impact in the sports world? Oh, you know, I mean, if you feel called to be a missionary, great. But it doesn't sound like that's what you're telling me. You know, I thought, well, faith, I got to go get the ministry, and so I, I, I was told, and, and have since learned that there's a great ministry in what I do because that was the skill set that I was given. You know, speaking in front of people or working in creative content, where where we could uh, share things with others, and and it, you know, it always bugs me, and and maybe this is just a flaw of mine, um, going to, to various churches when I don't think the, the production of the service is done at a high level. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where else would we expect things to be done at an A-plus level? Not that we don't mess up, but the effort and the energy that goes into this ministry effort. Uh, I just think that, that skill and, and God made us all differently to do great things. You know, We celebrate the missionary when they're on stage and we should, or when they're going out to, to work and we should. But I don't recall being at church and anybody saying, "Let's congratulate Charles. He's going to Hollywood to be a movie producer." But if we don't have it, if we don't have anybody with that skill in the Christian community, I don't know how we expect the movies to be much
3: different. Yeah, in my field, it's it's instrumental. Steve, uh, folks expect a high level of excellence when they deal with the university. When individuals are philanthropic toward whatever department or program. Uh, the university is currently engaged in their expectation. Isn't, are you a nice person? Their expectation is, is this the best bang for my buck? If I invest in this program, if I invest in this organization, are you going to exceed my expectations? Period. Anything o- outside of that is, is frosting, but th- that's, that's their yeah. expectation. Well,
2: people are, dr- are, are attracted to excellence too, right? So when we're, when we are excellent, then I think your platform improves.
0: To, to impact people in a positive way. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. So we're making the case that that if if every Christian did nothing else but just get their skill up and deliver skill on a daily basis, there would be at least there would be a little bit of an of a of an opportunity for a for a, a mini gospel revival in a class, in a setting, in a, in a conversation or whatever. Because what you're doing is you're you're opening the window for the gospel to have kind of a flow through. You know, or push through. Um, people of faith ought to have a different way they think about going to work. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like it's kind of like i'm I work for two bosses. You know, you're my boss, Heather, or you're my boss, Charles, but also have a heavenly boss. you know, and there's this notion that I'm on a divine assignment. And so talk to me about what is that is that does that valid? Do you buy it? Um, what makes that hard? Uh, what makes that different? I mean, if i actually do that how does that show up in a work setting
3: my experience uh, just being you know younger than than not uh, it's it's intimidating as it relates to calling because you, you leave college you enter in the workplace and uh you hear about this notion of well whatever you should be doing uh you should be doing it unto the lord well Am I doing the right thing? You know, you have that that heavy sense of pressure. Um, And I think that's where, no matter where you're working, whether it's a university or uh, a fast food restaurant, which would be great, or whatever the case may be, it's a great opportunity to kind of live your faith, knowing that your calling may not necessarily be a destination, but it could be wherever you are being as excellent as you could be.
2: It's a good kind of pressure, (laughs) you know? I find myself forgetting that, like, throughout the day. But when it comes up, is when I do something where I feel checked, mm-hmm. like, eh, you know, maybe the way you responded or I responded to, the, the, the yeah. uh, the, the person at yeah. the, the restaurant, right. or right. you know, somebody who cut me off in traffic, right. or what, you know, whatever, um, and and then I'm reminded, like, you know, there's there's more at stake here, but. You know, I don't think the pressure, I think the pressure is self-induced and it's not Mm. what God had in mind. Mm. I think the idea is that, hey, I was made exactly like I'm made and just do the best I can and just feel that that little bit of tension to like not to be perfect, like, but when I get it wrong, then try to try to improve and just have that that motivation from within of that that. Skill set. Hey, here's what I'm good at, and then I'm I'm called to do it as bad,
0: as good as I can. Mm-hmm. So tell me this: uh, I work with a, I work with you, but I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. But I'm around you all the time, yeah. and I and I and so and and for the most part, I don't I'm not in your circle, so I don't hear you talking a lot. I don't hear you talking about your church time and your Bible study time and all that. I just kind of I just watch you and see you. How does calling look? I know what skill it looks like because, mm-hmm. I, because I'm watching that. What does calling look like for somebody?
3: In my experience, calling looks like you care. That, okay. That's just showing up on mm-hmm. time. That's doing what you said you're going to do. That's that's crossing your T's and dotting your I's. The small things mm-hmm. in my experience has been a good example of calling.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say for me, it's sort of an additional layer of going above and beyond because my boss expects me to uh, to teach well, to teach the students well. Um, God expects me to do it in a in a kind way. Oh well, wow. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. and bring character into the classroom, bring patience into the classroom, um, and so it 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 adds another layer of um, of going above and beyond what my human boss would say for me. Um, I still know that I answer to God for, for what I do and how I how I interact.
2: I've worked with a couple of agnostics or atheists um, in between, I don't know, but they, they didn't believe in God or they didn't have faith and they were skeptical mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing that, sh- that kind of showed up for me was when it came down to, you know, as a boss, all right, well, this guy missed some extra days of work, but mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to be generous mm-hmm. or I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... It was a it was a conviction or or a thought about like how because I'm not going to sit there and go to lunch with him and open up the Bible right. and have this conversation. Right. But where could I be generous? Where could I be understanding? Where could he say maybe there is something different to that? Where, where could things be blowing up all around me? And, and, you know, I don't always handle it well. But then I feel like, well, that you know what? I, I really should understand. Everybody's watching but there's a keen sense of awareness of that person being in the room, and they're watching. And and what are they noticing for me?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what do, what have you what have you folks experienced that helps you continually keep the calling thing kind of top of mind? Like I, you know, I've heard people say I say a certain prayer in the morning, or I have a Bible verse a week, or I mean, what what helps you again reset, kind of hit your you know north star reset to think on a given Wednesday? You know, I'm. I'm called to do this job, not just I'm here to pick up a good paycheck, which we all want our paycheck, right. and we need our paycheck. But it's but it also has a higher level, a, a layer to it. What what things yeah. have helped you stay, keep that thing in line?
1: There have been times uh, there there for a while. I was being really pulled at work for the long hours, the grind. You know what I'm saying? I do. I'm sure I'm the only one that's ever experienced no, that. No.
0: <laughs> I know I no one like, else working that's ever had long Right, hours. and yeah. so,
1: you know, really trying, st- fighting to find that um, balance of work and outside work and conveying and, and, and really, help, you know, with my boss. Um, so God brought me a pro- across a passage of Scripture that said, um, you were bought at a price, do not become slaves of men. And I hung that in my office. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> because I thought I need the visual reminder that I don't answer to them. Yeah, yeah. I don't answer, and it, I tried to put it in a discreet place so my boss wouldn't come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See that? But it, there are times where there's a particular season where I feel like there is there is a scripture that I really that God's really wanting me to focus on, just as a reminder that um, I first and foremost belong to Him and answer to Him. That's great. That's great. For
2: me, I don't, I don't know how it fits into your list, but unfortunately, um, it ends up being the negative things. Mm-hmm. So I've had a bad day. I've really screwed something up, and then I'm mm-hmm. reminded, like, what it really is about. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know what? It ain't about you. Mm-hmm. It ain't about how well you performed. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes me getting to a, a difficult spot mm-hmm. or a spot that I'd rather not be in for that to, to really show up. And and so then I think, okay, well, I'm glad that happened. Why why is that happening? Why, why do I get to that point? And I think back and it's because of all the great people that I have around me, you know, all the believers, all the people that are, are either whispering that message in my ear or speaking it loudly when necessary. My tendency is, man, I gotta get this done. And I hope that nobody stops me at the convenience store. And I hope that nobody actually that I know stops me, I run into. Because you know what, I got to get here and I got to get here now. And I can remember a guy in our office building came in one day and he said, I got, he said, Bo, it was like, I had to be on the radio in like five minutes. And he said, and I'm just doing last second preparations. And he goes, Bo, do you have a minute? And I looked at him and I said, man, I got like 30 seconds. And he walked right into my office and sat down and unloaded this thing about his wife was leaving him and his son was in trouble. And I was like, dang, I just told that guy I only had 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> like, you know what? Like the radio show isn't all that important all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got a job yeah. to do and I ha- mm-hmm. had to go, but it, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's so hard for me to get there sometimes.
0: Yeah. How important is my character at work for, for the eyes of the non-believing as well as just other Christians?
3: Well, mm-hmm. in, in my experience, um, and my job, you know, again, is all based on relationships, uh, major gift fundraising. And, and with that, uh, it's invaluable. You know, hearts and minds, you hear that a lot. Well, you hear it in that order as well. And when I deal with uh, donors or anyone interested in giving of their resources, you're not, you're not earning their dollar, you're earning their trust. And the only way to do that is through a solid character, whether you're a believer or not. Um, I think if you are a believer, it only compounds that uh, responsibility. But uh, in my experience, it's, it's absolutely invol- uh, imperative to have that uh, good character.
2: Hmm. Well, I mean, without it, it's, it's tough, <laughs> tough to, to really get anybody to trust you in anything. And well, to- we
0: live in such a high-trust world.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Well, it's it's hard to come a, by, right, 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 right.
2: And and it's like it's it's there's there's so little of it out there. I thought you were making a joke. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? no I, was, it's,
0: I was saying we right. we're supposed to be able to trade on trust. Right? Yeah. And
2: and it, it may have been one of your books, Steve, where it uh, you know like character is just like you take a, a almost a dull knife and you on a piece of wood and you mm. just dig it in every day and after day after day you after a while there's a mark, right? And it gets deeper and deeper. And the more we do the like we might miss, but then we come back and the more we do the right thing, the, the deeper and rooted we are in that. And I think it's how people identify us. You know, we can we can say what we want, but and it's amazing. It takes so little of doing the right thing to really show up.
0: But what happens when I make a mistake? What happens I think when you I acknowledge when it. When I, when I mess it up. I'm not the. Model. I might be an expert on that.
1: <laughs> I think going back and apologizing, yeah. and owning yeah. up, is something that stands out so much in our culture. Okay. Um, and so, actually, I think absolutely we're all going to make mistakes, and um, and but I think that that as a person of faith, you're going to handle it differently. I mean, hopefully, you would handle it differently, and um, not trying to run from it or cover it or whatever, and going back to the person and trying to make it right. But if I'm going to be a conduit of the gospel then that's where character is crucial. That's how people will decide if I have any credibility with respect to, you know, living out what I, what I believe is if they, is if they see it in my character.
2: As somebody that takes calls from sports fans, I, it's alarming how many times I, I hear to them from them, oh, I don't care about the guy's character. I just want to win. Yeah. But, but that in reality mm-hmm. is they actually do care. They don't know they care, mm-hmm. but eventually, when that character hurts that person, mm-hmm. then, then all of a sudden it's important to them, but right. as a fan on the surface, mm-hmm. maybe not so much. Right.
0: Yeah, you know, so many times we talk about character, mm-hmm. but we keep it frozen in the frame of us and our children mm-hmm. or younger people. You know, mm-hmm. man, Ed, I need to teach that kid how to work hard. Mm-hmm. That We gotta teach truth to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, the begging question would be, can an adult actually grow and improve in their character? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think unquestionably. Absolutely. I
2: hope I am all okay. the time, yeah. you
1: know? I, I... If not, I'm in big trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're stuck where we are. We've okay, got a long way to go. With
0: no improvement. You're right. You're that's right. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we looked at character. We looked at skill. We looked at calling. I think that's part disturbing. of character, right? Like
2: understanding that, mm-hmm. that I can improve, and then I can do better a little bit.
0: And at time, and I, and
2: I can acknowledge that, yeah. that, I, that I messed that up. I yeah. think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. That's
0: awesome. So every worker um, in every job has an opportunity every day to actually take their faith and let it engage um, their surroundings, fuel them differently, motivate them differently, and cause uh, a catalytic impact, a transforming impact to the world they live in. Um, we're making the case, and our friends who have joined us to make the case, that basically there's a baseline. There's a non-negotiable, kind of um, uh, irrefutable baseline minimum for every single person to do certain things. Um, My calling, my character, my skill, and my serving, those would be four things. Now, they're not going to look the same for everybody, um, but those four things, if they're carried to work every day, uh, that's where the salt, the light, the sweet perfume that we talked about in our last session, that's where those things actually get out of the salt shaker, the light bulb turns on, the perfume gets out of the bottle regardless of how expensive it is or non-expensive, and change starts to happen.